We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 3rd, 2010. This is part four of the teaching. I had to download, re-upload my teachings because my voice recorder got maxed out again. And I'm going to try to finish this teaching today, and that way I'll be totally caught up with all the information that I've been trying to get out for probably about the last six weeks I've been behind. So, the next one is regarding a little bit of material that I've covered in the past regarding pharmacia. I've added some to that. It was a, it was a picture that was sent to me by Michelle, and it was entitled, How Wicked Mixing Pharmacia with the Church. And it was a picture of a photograph that she took in front of a church, and it was called Faith Works. And at the end of the works, it's W-O-R-X, like an R-X prescription symbol, like you see in a pharmacy, R-X. It's Faith Works, and then it says Apply as Prescribed, and this is the church, and they're saying that they meet on Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And in, in the symbol that they've got, is a, it's the symbol of the emergency uh, workers will have. It's it's not a Caduceus symbol. It's called the Rod of Asclepius, I believe, Asclepius. Um, it's one snake interwrapped around a pole, which is the Rod of Asclepius. And then you've got the six-pointed, uh, not a hexagram, but the emergency, but it's a six-pointed star as the background. And we're going to look at what that actual, what that symbol actually means because they use it interchangeably in the medical profession and not all symbols are Caduceus symbols and not all sim- symbols are the rod of Asclepius. Uh, and then another thing that uh, she sent me, and this was in front of a medical center, emergency room. It's called Trinity Healthcare. And in that particular one, we've got the Caduceus symbol, which is the dual-wrapped, it's Two snakes wrapped around a pole with wings, whereas the rod of Asclepius is just one snake wrapped around a pole. And, but in the background of this, we have the triquetra symbol as a backdrop, as opposed to the other one, we had the six point, a six-pointed star, but not a hexagram, but like a six-pointed star. Um, now, let's just go into the triquetra symbol, which is... Um, in the backdrop of this caduceus symbol on this emergency medical room, Trinity Healthcare Network. Symbols are used throughout the occult. Harper's Encyclopedia of Mystical and Paranormal Experience says symbols are important to all esoteric teachings for they contain secret wisdom accessible only to the initiated. Many people have asked about the mysterious symbols on the New King James Version. And the New King James has a triquetra symbol, at least, I don't know if it does anymore, but it used to have a triquetra symbol right on the cover. Thomas Nelson Publishers, publishers of the, of the New King James Version, which is not a King James, it's New King James, it's not the same thing, I would not advise using that. On the inside cover, the symbol um, is, they're saying, is the ancient symbol of the Trinity. Yeah, it's an ancient witchcraft symbol of, I guess, the pagan trinity. But it has nothing to do with the Trinity of the Bible. Remember, the Bible says that, that, um, in fact, I believe they quote that verse in this, the one that I quote quite often, um, that the Godhead is not like unto uh, graven images of brass or gold or, or silver and these types of things, and we shouldn't try to represent the Godhead through symbology. 
um, because it's totally unbiblical. There's just no Bible for it at all. So anyway, oh yeah, it's right here. Um, we ought not to think that the God has likened to gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. The Bible says that in Acts 17.29. Yet we've got all these religious symbols, whether they be Christian churches, whether they be um, pagan churches, whether they be wherever. All these religious symbols. And again, there's really not a whole lot of Bible for doing this. Uh, so I think we need to be real careful with what symbols we are embracing, bowing down, worshiping, and these types of things. So let's go further. <clears throat> Um, the Aquarian Conspiracy is a key New Age handbook. It also bears this symbol right on the cover. Imagine that. Uh, the Aquarian Conspiracy, Personal and Social Transformation of Our Time by Marilyn Ferguson. Kind of a New Age handbook. <clears throat> the New Agers freely admit that this symbol represents three interwoven sixes, or six, six, six. Now I give you all the pictures where you can do you can actually look at this PDF that I will have up on contendingfortruth.com with the with the um, teaching for 10-3-10, okay, October 3rd, 10th. I'll also be sending it out by email. And you can see for yourself, it's basically three interwoven sixes, 666, or the mark of the beast. Uh, well, the, the, the number associated with the mark of the beast. Constance Cumbie, author of The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow, <clears throat> and a notable authority on the New Age movement, said on the cover of the Aquarian Conspiracy is a mobus, or triquetra, or also known as the triple Wiccan. Wiccan is the supposedly the form of white witchcraft. The word Wiccan means twisted or bent, which is pretty appropriate. Um, triple Wiccan goddess symbol, representing the maiden, the mother, and the crone. It's like the three life cycles of like the of the goddess witch or whatever. The maiden, the mother, and the crone, a.k.a. the triquetra symbol. Tri meaning three. Also has, and it's really used by them as the triple six, 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 six. And it's, you know, a great thing to put on your on your Bible, on your New King James Bible, six, six, six. Uh, obviously, tongue-in-cheek there. The emblem on the cover of the New King James Bible is said to be an ancient symbol of the Trinity. I was rather alarmed when I noticed the emblem. This is Constance Cumbie saying this. Uh, the three esoteric sixes separated, <clears throat> separated plainly displaying the interlock 666. In other words, I, they give you a diagram where you actually can see the 666 within this triquetra or mobus symbol. In the New Testament, Jesus made it quite clear that a generation of wicked people were linked to the snake. Now, this is back to the main article now. Talked about the triquetra. Um, every time he addressed these people, it was swift and precise condemnation of their actions. The most powerful passage occurs in the Gospel of Matthew. Where he says, Jesus Christ says, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Now these were religious leaders of the time, appearing, trying to appear as ministers of righteousness, but inwardly they were ravening wolves. Did Jesus Christ treat them with kid gloves and act nice and loving to them? No, he did not. He called them a uh, generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? He called them serpents, vipers. He called them whitened, whitened sepulchers full of dead man's bones. So, you know, Jesus called it like it was uh, regarding marking them 
And the Bible says in Romans 16, verse 17 and 18, Wherefore I beseech you, the brethren, mark them which cause division and, on, and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. They're, you know, appearing as wolves, or appearing as sheep, but they're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hirelings that have no true love for the sheep, because the true shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. They're appearing as ministers of righteousness, but it's no marvel that Satan himself can appear as an angel of light. So it's no marvel that his ministers can appear as ministers of righteousness. Okay, so again, uh, while they promise them liberty regarding these types of false preachers, teachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. Okay, and these are people that bring people into bondage. So, again, just want to go over that. This goes on to say, as I dug deeper into the Bible research on the subject, I found it rather intriguing that the symbol of the snake has been linked with the pharmaceutical and medical industry. Is this just another clue that God has left for us in the identity of the adversary? It is very interesting that all of the symbols they could have adopted, the snake happens to be the one. There are actually two different medical symbols that are used with the serpent. One is called the caduceus, which is a staff surmounted by two wings and entwined with two snakes. The caduceus. Uh, and again, the other is the rod of, of Asclepius. We'll go over that in a second. The caduceus is, is Greek for, um, it's also called the Wand of Hermes. Uh, and again, the Hermes is just another fallen angelic uh, god that, that people worshipped. It was, I believe, a messenger god. The wand, and also the god of the underworld. The wand of Hermes is typically depicted as a short herald staff entwined by two serpents in the form of a double helix. Isn't that funny? A double helix, like DNA? Yeah. Hmm. We talk a lot about DNA and how the, you know, the main thrust of the fallen angels, Satan through the fallen angels of Genesis 6, when the interbred with women was to corrupt the seed, or in other words, the DNA of mankind. Okay? Because Jesus Christ didn't come to pay the sin debt of Nephilim creatures, of part fallen angel, part humans. He came, you know, to pay the sin debt of humanity, if they so choose to accept that free gift, uh, the finished work of the cross, his shed blood, uh, toward salvation, okay? But he didn't come to pay, he, he didn't come to die for the sins of, of um, the Nephilim or the fallen ones, or the seeds of these things. So, uh, isn't that funny, though, that we're always taught, it always seems like it always comes back to the DNA. And I think we're going to be seeing that more and more. <clears throat> uh, in later antiquity, the caduceus symbol may have provided the basis for the astrological symbol representing the planet Mercury. And in Roman iconography, uh, was often depicted being carried in the left hand of the Greek god Hermes the messenger of the gods, the guide of the dead, and the protector of merchants, gamblers, liars, and thieves. Well, that sounds like a great god. He protect merchants, gamblers, liars, and thieves. You know, sounds like a good guy. The caduceus is usually used as a symbol for medicine, especially in North America. Though, through confusion with the traditional medical symbol, the rod of Asclepius, which has only a single snake and no wings, the caduceus symbol is used by both the medical profession and the pharmaceutical industry. The other symbol uh, 
is called the Star of Life. It consists of the serpent wrapped around a rod and encompassed in a six-point star and is identified with emergency medical services. And that's what was on this emergency medical thing, the rod of Asclepius with this six-pointed star in the background. Okay. Oh, no, actually, no, in this case, I had a triquetra in the background, which, wow, that's... <laughs> pick your poison there. The Star of Life, <clears throat> which this is what was actually on the church sign, is a blue six-pointed star outlined in a white border with features the rod of Asclepius in the center, originally designed and governed by the U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration under the United States Department of Transportation. Traditionally in the United States, the logo was used as a stamp of authentication or certification for ambulances, paramedics, or other EMS personnel. Internationally, it represents emergency medical services units and personnel. A similar orange star is used for the search and rescue personnel, and yet another version is used for the wilderness emergency technicians. So, I mean, unfortunately, every faction of these medical of the medical community has this cursed symbol that they choose to represent. And don't tell me they don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying the people working there know, but the people at the very top, and we've done a whole study on pharmacia and how it's the root word for the, uh, where we get the root word of sorcery in the Bible. Pharmacia is the root word for sorcery, uh, particularly in the, uh, in the, in the new Testament. And, um, we did a whole study on that. You can reference on ContendingForTruth.com. The Rod of Asclepius, also known as Asclepian, is an ancient symbol associated with astrology, the Greek god Asclepius, and with medicine and healing. It consists of a serpent entwined around a staff. The name of the symbol derives from its early widespread association with Asclepius, who is the son of Apollo, the fallen angel you know, Apollo, who was a practitioner of medicine in ancient Greek mythology. His attributes, the snake and the staff, sometimes depicted separately in antiquity, are combined in this symbol. The rod of Asclepius also represents the constellation, wow, Ophi, Ophicius, considered by some to be the 13th sign of the sidereal zodiac. Hippocrates himself was a worshiper of Asclepius. And I wrote in here, how appropriate in light of the Hippocratic oath that all MDs take, Hippocrates worshipped Asclepius and they've adopted that to a large part as one of their symbols, the Caduceus and the Rod of Asclepius, and how these doctors take these Hippocratic oath to, to above all do no harm or whatever, which is absolute garbage when you think about it. When you look at just drugs by themselves, all the deaths they cause and all the side effects they cause. And then you look at nosocomial infections that occur in hospitals, which kill a ton of people. You look at um, improperly and properly prescribed drugs, kills a ton of people. You look at um, surgeries that were either unnecessary and even necessary supposed surgeries that, that end up killing a whole bunch of people. Things that happen, you know, in the hospital settings and things. That, and I understand, I'm not coming against emergency medicine to save a life. I'm just saying if you're relying on the medical pharmacia medical system for health, it wasn't designed to bring you health. It is a symptom care, disease care system. It is not designed to actually fix the underlying cause of your symptom most of the time. Not every time, but most of the time it is not meant to actually correct the underlying cause of a particular disease or malady. Okay, for instance, heart disease. Okay, 
They go in there and they'll do balloon angioplasty. Or they'll put stints in the heart. What is that doing? Well, you have all this fat gumming up your heart. And then they put in they put in balloons into the arteries to squeeze the fat to the size of the arteries. And, oh, you know, you're, you're done. You're good. Well, what about all the other hundreds of, of miles of arteries and veins in your body that are probably, you know, maybe not equally, but placked up as well? You've done nothing to fix the underlying problem at all. All you've done is put a temporary band-aid on the problem until it gets worse again, and then they'll either have a heart attack or die or need more surgery. Stents, it's the same thing. All they're doing is bypassing a fatty clot in the heart. Carotid artery surgery, give me a break. They go in there and they scrape the carotid arteries because they're so placked up that you can't hardly get any blood to the brain. How's that fixing anything? It's a temporary fix, but it's also very risky. They can do surgeries which cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars when you could accomplish the same thing through two products called EDT chelation. You can get it either intravenously or you can take it orally. The oral version does take longer. And I, I do that with a product called natokinase. If you're going to do EDT chelation, you can go up on the internet, go to uh, herbspro.com or herbsmd, go get the Arizona Naturals EDT chelation, open up four capsules under the tongue once a day, let it sit under the tongue for a couple minutes, uh, swallow it, and then take four natokinase. You can get that up there as well. Um, Natokinase, it's it's an enzyme you can get from Naturally Vitamins. Take about four of those a day. And you can, I, I believe it'd probably take you anywhere from six months to a year, depending on how placked up you are. But you can reverse that process, okay, and actually fix the problem. Now, if you're eating like garbage, well, you're going to be kind of offsetting a lot of that. But it, but you are, in as much as the body's capable, starting to reverse the process. Not, nothing the medical profession does along those lines is reversing the process. Just perpetuating the problem. That's how they make money. Then they put you on meds for all the side effects that the placking's causing. Or to, to thin your blood, they'll put you on uh, Wayfarin or Coumadin, which is rat poison. And I mean that literally. That's what it's derived from. Um, that's what um, rat poison... Now, granted, they, they've changed the, the, um, the formulation of, of, I believe, rat poison at this point. But Coumadin is really nothing more than rat poison. It thins the blood. Okay, That's how it kills rats. It thins the blood so much that they basically bleed out. So, again, I'm not making this stuff up. Or they'll put you on cholesterol-lowering drugs, and we're going to talk about that later. And uh, as though cholesterol is this horrific substance in the body. And we're going to talk more about that later, so I really shouldn't mention anything more than that now. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of say that to, to, for you to understand where I'm coming from along regarding that subject. Um, you cannot drug your body into good health. It can't be done was the point I'm trying to make. So let's go further. Uh, <clears throat> the rod of Asclepius symbolizes the healing arts by combining the serpent, which is the shedding its skin, is a symbol of rebirth and fertility. Wow, that sounds really super, super pagan. With the staff, the shedding of its skin is a symbol of rebirth and fertility. With the staff, which is a symbol of authority, befitting the god of medicine, the snake wrapped around the staff is also widely claimed to be a species of rat snake, also known as the, the Asclepian snake. It is native to southeastern Europe, Asia Minor, and some central European spa regions, apparently brought there by Romans for their healing properties. What do they do, like wrap these things around people when they go to the spa? 
Okay. It consists of a winged of a serpent wrapped around a rod and encompassed by a six-point star and is identified in emergency medical services. Both of these symbols date back, the, both the caduceus and the rod of Asclepius date back thousands of years with deep roots in the occult and ancient paganism, further linking sorcery, witchcraft, and magic to the medical establishment. And again, please don't tell me that the people at the top don't know what they're doing. It's a cursed symbol. It's a witchcraft symbol. And it is affecting the people that work under it and that go to these hospitals to even get care. They may not be aware of how it's affecting them on a spiritual level because you can't see demons. But understand, it is affecting your thinking process in that particular system. I mean, unless you're really, really super aware of what I'm talking about. Not to say you couldn't be aware and still be working in it, but for the most part, I believe things like this are done so that people stay blinded. And yet it's right out in the open if they would just research. This goes on to say, I find it rather amazing that it was the serpent that tricked Eve in the Garden of Eden, and it's the serpent that this industry has chosen to link with. It was also the serpent that God cursed when he pronounced judgment on on Eve and the serpent. You know, thou shalt crawl on thy belly and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Well, <laughs> okay, so it's a cursed symbol. It's not really something that you want, you know, to be using as a symbol representing you or your industry. Uh, let's see. When the serpent deceived Eve, he, he did it by getting her to eat a food that God didn't authorize. Interesting. Now, I actually give you the link to my two teachings on pharmakia. One's pharmakia. The Shocking Truth About Vaccinations and Inoculations. The other one is Pharmakia, Sorcery, Pharmaceuticals, and the Roots of the Modern Day Drug. So again, most of what I'm going over today that relates um, further to a given subject I'm discussing, I've already provided you the link to my study on that. It's like one-stop shopping. Every PDF I put out, I try to do the same thing. So you have it all right in front of you, and you can just zip right to it. Okay, next article. Nineteen fifty eight book, The Age of Treason, exposing the chemical attack on humanity. Now this was a book written in nineteen fifty eight, okay, called The Age of Treason. Dr. R. Swineburn Clymer was in many ways a man ahead of his time and most certainly controversial. He was attacked by the medical establishment for connecting diet with disease and mental health in his nineteen seventeen book Dietetics. Dr. Clymer received his medical degree in 1902 from the College of Medicine and Surgery in Chicago and began practicing osteopathy. His 1958 book, Your Health and Sanity in the Age of Treason, exposes toxic food additives and fluoride with documentation, the majority of which are mainstream scientific studies that can be verified many times over. What makes this book unique is the fact that Dr. Clymer was one of the first ones to point out statements by the elite indicating that these toxins were to be deliberately released on the public. See, it started way back then. For the mental mental deterioration and moral debasement of the masses, that's a quote, these Substances that we talk about, like fluoride and chlorine and BPA and all the garbage they put in the vaccinations and all these additives, aspartame, sucralose, all these things, a lot of them they didn't even have back then, were deliberately released by the elite on the masses for mental deterioration and moral debasement of the masses. Moral debasement. 
Why would, why would that have an effect on you morally, possibly? Well, if these substances are evil and they're wicked and you're ingesting them, who knows how it might be affecting us on a moral level? We don't know. I'm not saying it turns you into somebody unsaved. But, I mean, let's face it. If you feel really, really bad because you're so toxic and because you've got so many essentially, these are essentially Drugs, they're synthetic substances, not natural in nature, you're putting in your body. And drugs, which is the basis of pharmakia or sorcery, the root word for sorcery in the Bible, who knows what they might be doing to us on a spiritual level, on a moral level. It's hard to say. I don't think any of us really know for sure. And none of us really will know for sure the full extent of it until we're with the Lord. If he so chooses to reveal that to us, how we might have been deceived about certain things. Now, I'm including myself in on this. I'm not saying I, I'm not deceived on different levels or can't or above being deceived. Um, so anyway, let's go further. The book is appropriately subtitled, Food and Liquids Used as a Medium in Deliberately and Carefully Planned Methods Developed by Vicious Elements of humanity for the mental deterioration and moral debasement of the masses as a means toward their enslavement. Wow! This is the, that was the subtitle. Now, that's a big old subtitle. That was the subtitle on the book. That statement I just read. And I give you a copy of that page where you can read the subtitle for yourself. This guy had it together. Now, I'm not saying he was a born-again Christian, but he had it together when it came to this particular... Um, and then he's also got another, underneath the subtitle, uh, after, he, after he gave that subtitle, this is based on their own, meaning the elite's own admission, and their methods already confessed on, on, on their methods that they've already confessed to. And then he goes on to say, this is just on the, basically on the cover of the book, destroy a man's reason and he is no longer a human being. Nothing remains important or sacred to him. In other words, just take the brain out. Take the brain out. We're body, soul, spirit, right? Well, if the devil can take our brains out, we're not going to be real effective for the Lord unless God majorly intervenes. This is why one of the ways we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Just put a lot of garbage in your body, a lot of drugs, a lot of chemicals, and, and you think, well, I didn't know about it. It doesn't matter. It still hurt you. It's still hurting you. It's still destroying your body from a physical standpoint. It has to be affecting you. I don't know what it's doing you on a spiritual standpoint. If you're ingesting all kind of pharmacia-laden chemicals, drugs, chemicals, food additives, they're trying to kill us about 10,000 different ways. There's no way I could possibly document all the ways. In fact, there's probably ways they're trying, to, they're trying to kill us I don't even know about. And this is a lot of what we document on a weekly basis here. Back to this, it says, Dr. Clymer introduces readers with a stark warning for the future. Now, this was in 1958. <laughs> He's giving us a warning for the future. He says, imagine yourself, if you can, becoming conscious that you are gradually losing your manhood. Now, this is obviously to a man. Okay? 
that your mind is rapidly deteriorating so that you are no longer capable of thinking clearly, unable to plan your future actions. Your resistance is becoming so weakened that you no longer you are no longer master of yourself. In short, you are rapidly developing into a moron, a robot, a zombie, readily subject to the dictates of others. Bertrand Russell's 1953 book, The Impact of Science on Society, is cited by Clymer as one example of the elite's desire to dominate the masses. Russell stated that under scientific tyranny, diet, injections, that would be with vaccinations, diet, injections, injunctions, whatever that is, will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable and any serious criticism of the powers will become physiologically impossible. This man nailed it. I mean, we're living in exactly the draconian Orwellian 1984. We're moving into that time. Fluoride, for instance, burns out the lower brain lobes of the brain. And again, since we moved up here, and I said this before, the people up here are real nice in North Carolina. I mean, for the most part. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of them, just like nothing bothers them. They don't get mad. They don't get upset. They're just, hey man, everything's good. Everything's good. Nothing's going to really, I mean, it doesn't matter what you tell them. Uh, you know, they, we like, we tried to educate some of the people across the street about just the soft drinks and the high fructose corn syrup. And, and I mean, this girl across the street, she just had her gallbladder out. She's like, what? 15? 15. She had her gallbladder out the other week. and she, She's got a whole, a whole, um, my daughter's been over, I mean, she's got a whole, um, uh, kidney stones, uh, gallbladder out, she's 15. They eat total garbage. Soft drinks, just by the gallon. Um, every kind of processed, boxed, processed food you could possibly eat. She is on how many different med- medications? She's got a whole drawer. About 20. About 20. She's 15. She can't really do anything because she's not physically capable. Nice girl. Says flat out, I'll tell you she's a born-again Christian. Um, sweet family. I mean, it's heartbreaking. This is the norm. When I was growing up, I remember one kid when I was growing up, and he had asthma, and he had an inhaler, and that was a big deal. Now, it's a big deal if you're not on meds. It's a systematic plan, just like that's outlined here, to destroy humanity. And a lot of it begins right at birth when they vaccinate you to the gills. With all those poisons and all those unnatural things, and all that foreign tainted DNA, and all that aluminum, and all that mercury, and all those detergents, and all the other garbage they're injecting you with. I'm going to read this statement. I'm just going to go over a couple points of this last statement that I read. Imagine yourself becoming conscious that you are gradually losing your manhood. Okay. It's a proven fact that certain synthetic B vitamins that they started introducing back then will totally take out a man's sperm count. Now, there's a Probably about a thousand things they're doing today to also reduce the sperm 
count in men to also take out a man's testosterone production. I mean, a testosterone is the, hor- the, the male hormone that makes a male a male to a certain extent, whereas estrogen and progesterone tend to predominate the female. Okay? Testosterone should be dominating, the, and it's a proven fact that, that most men, their sperm counts now uh, are, are woefully low, and there's so many reasons for that. I'd have to do a whole study. I could do a study just on that subject alone. And <clears throat> their, their testosterones are woefully low as well, for the most part. And that has a lot to do you know, with, with your ability and will to resist tyranny or evil. Or even, I mean, even beyond that, just to get fired up enough to get on your knees in prayer and pray about it or fast about it. I mean, if you don't care, what does it matter? Oh, well, that's just someone else's problem. And these weak-willed, spineless men that they portray on TV. Now, I don't even have, we don't even watch TV as far as, we don't have cable, I don't have one of those converter boxes, nothing. But from what I still see on the internet and stuff like that, they portray men as these dolt, like dotes, idiots. These these little spineless men that their their wives. I mean, they got no choice. The wives have to rule over them because they don't they don't have a spine. They're like a jellyfish for the most part. They portray men as either totally stupid and not making any um, capable decisions. The women the women ruling over them. And in the Bible, there's a very clear verse that talks about. You know, as for the men, the women and the children rule over them, and it was a sign of God's judgment on a nation. They've created that situation just from the pharmacia alone that they've done. Now, granted, not to say it's not affecting the women equally. It's just, it's in a different way. The men, for the most part, have been, it's like they've been gelded, essentially. And I'm not saying every man, but I'm saying to a large extent, this is the case. This is why you have to guard what you're putting in your body. These same people that want to see you dead and want to reduce world population to 500 million, according to the Georgia Guidestones, well, how do you think they're carrying out that agenda? When you go and eat anything that you want to eat willy-nilly, you're basically putting your life in the elitist hands because they're the ones that own these multinational, conglomerate, GMO-producing, sorcery-producing, death-producing food system, drink system that we have. You're basically putting yourself in their hands and saying, hey, sure, Mr. Devil Man, I'll eat whatever you want me to eat as long as it tastes good because I have no self-control and I have no restraint. So, hey, I don't really care because my lower brain loads are so fried from all the fluoride I've been drinking. You, you realize you can get, even if you ha- you're drinking purified water, you're getting fluoride in most of the things that you would buy in a store, like like um, sodas, juices, those types of things. They're typically using fluoridated water and chlorinated water in there. It just It's not going to say it on the label. And just because it says purified doesn't mean that they've gotten the, the fluoride out, because fluoride is very hard to remove from the water. Very hard. Chlorine's a lot easier. Fluoride's not easy. Not to mention all the other garbage. We're going to talk about that more as well. Okay, so, and then he goes on to say that your mind is rapidly deteriorating, so that you're no longer capable of clearly thinking, unable to plan your future actions. Uh, 
again, it, this is, and then he, he mentions Bertrand Russell. Now, Bertrand Russell, when I did the, the avian flu presentation uh, before, I, I made a quote from Bertrand Russell, but essentially goes something like this, that if it were if it were possible to introduce what he called a black death once every couple generations, people could procreate freely. In other words, it would kill off this massive swath of the planet. And then people could procreate freely, and the people of a religious bent would have no reason to be offended, because they would just think, well, it was just the way it was. We just had this black plague introduced to us, and, and yeah, it killed half the world's population, but there's nothing we could do about it, even though the elite engineered it, but see, they didn't know that. And, you know, it would be nothing in there to offend the uh, consciences of the devout, I believe it said something like that. So anyway, he's, then he goes on to say, diet injections, and I would say that vaccinations, inoculations, will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. Absolutely. And this was, this was written well before the movie, uh, 1984. Of course, I'm not sure exactly when that book came out. But he didn't reference it. But anyway, I thought that that was rather telling. Now, next thing, health alert. High fructose corn syrup is getting rebranded as corn sugar. So just be on the lookout for this one. Again, yet one more way you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. The good news, consumption of high fructose corn syrup is at a 20-year low. That's hard for me to believe. The bad news, the folks who make the insidious sweetener aim to rebrand it to boost its sales. High fructose corn syrup is cheaper than cane sugar and acts as a food preservative too. So the food industry loves the stuff. Well, not only that, it kills you quicker too. That's the main thing. Remember what I said before, that study they had just done, where they found out that five, I believe it was Cokes, or Cokes per week, just five. Okay, five Cokes per week makes your risk of pancreatic cancer go up 87%. That's just a Coke, you know, out of, out of a seven-day week, just five in that week. Your risk of pancreatic cancer goes up 87%. And I, I would also say your risk of diabetes would probably go through the roof as well. Okay, so it's been added to many foods. Yogurt, cereal, bread, drinks, and even condiments. you got to read your labels. That's all I can say. Researchers have figured it as also a culprit in obesity and the cancer epidemic. The Corn Refiners Association has in the past marketed high fructose corn syrup as natural. Our bad medicine columnist Christopher Wanjik argues otherwise. He says, quote, high fructose corn syrup could be all natural if the cornstarch happened to fall into a vat of alpha amylase, soaked there for a while, and then trickled into another vat of glucoamylase, getting strained and remove, to remove the aspergillus fungus likely growing on top, and then find its way into some industrial grade D-xylose isiramase. This funny coincidence didn't happen in nature, though, until the 1970s in a lab somewhere in Japan. There's nothing about it natural. There's nothing about table sugar that's natural. I took a tour of, of um, we, we took a tour of the, of the uh, sugar factory in Clewiston, Florida. I just wanted to see. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm down here. I want to see what this is. Of course, they don't take you to, and show you all the gory details. They kind of let you see the end product. Okay, but I saw a guy there, and he was sweeping up all the sugar that had fallen on the ground that everybody was walking on, 
And they're like, yep. And they openly admit it. We said we put it right back in the processing because by the time this comes to you at the end, it is totally stripped of every single thing that would naturally occur in nature with it. And we don't really care what gets mixed in because we'll just strip it out again. Yeah, Taylor just reminded me of when we were in the big, that was when we were in the big warehouse, right? And there was these gigantic piles of sugar. I mean, you wouldn't have, I mean, if, the, if, the, if you had to, like, have a sugar bowl to fit this thing, and the thing would be, like, you know, half the size of a football field, probably, or, a, like, a tennis court. Big old sugar bowl, okay? They had these mounds of sugar, okay? And one of the persons commented, what's that brown stain on, on a lot of the sugar? They're like, oh, that was from, I guess, where the trucks had backed up or something like that, where they had run over, whatever, and the trucks had leaked oil into the sugar, Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. We'll get it all out. We'll, we'll 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 just process that back through. So I'm not saying sugar is a whole lot. But I do think it's better than corn syrup, though. I do think it is better because of all of the. I, I think it's a more aggressive way they can kill us off. Is is really what happens to be. Now the Corn Refiners Association plans to ask the FDA to allow high fructose corn syrup to be called corn sugar instead. This is the Associated Press reports, and already the group is advertising. That's its name. The ads also claim that there's no difference between corn sugar and cane sugar. Total lies from the pit of hell. Next article. I'm looking at this thing and it looks like this nice pink, thick ice cream coming out of this machine. And then it says, say hello to mechanically separated chicken. It's what all fast food chicken is made from. Things like chicken nuggets and patties. Yummy. Also, the processed frozen chicken in the stores, it's made from it as well. Basically, the entire chicken is smashed and pressed through a sieve. Bones, eyes, guts, and all. It comes out looking like this pink, light pink. It looks really rather a little bit, looks like, I don't know, like a ice cream? Like pink Play-Doh almost? Anyway, there's more. Because it's crawling with bacteria, it will then be washed in ammonia. I mean, hey, we need to have ammonia with every meal, right? Also, it'll be soaked in ammonia, and then, and then it, because it tastes so gross, it will be fla- reflavored artificially. We'll, we'll flavor it chicken flavor. Then, because it is weirdly pink, it will be dyed with artificial color. I, I would imagine the reason it might be pink is maybe because of the blood that they ground in. I mean, bone. If they grind the bones in there, bone marrow is where the blood's made. So, all the more reason you don't want to eat it because you don't want to ingest blood. It's another thing I've done a whole study on. The ingestion of blood. The Bible forbids it. It forbids it in the New and the Old Testament. We're not supposed to eat blood. The life of the body is in the blood. We're not supposed to eat it. That's what vampires do. That's their deal. They like blood. Anything evil. Satanists. What do they tend to always gravitate? Well, we got to kill some animal or some infant or some human. we got to drink its blood. They're literally thinking they're vampirizing the life force out of the blood. And Satan commands them to do it. We don't want to be doing that. Again, yet one more way we could be destroyed for lack of knowledge and not even know it. And so I did a whole study on that. I believe it's the wisdom of the, of the Levitical Dietary Guidelines. You can do a keyword search for that on contendingfortruth.com or you can go up to YouTube and do a keyword search for Scott Johnson and that. So anyway, it, it's, it's worth hearing. Um, so let's go further. Uh, so then, because it's weirdly pink, it will be dyed with artificial color, but hey, at least it tastes good, right? And then it ends by saying, high five, America. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, it was pretty gross. I didn't see anything that debunked that. I looked that story up, and I didn't see anything debunking that as not true. Uh, let's go further. Canada bans BPA. Why haven't we? Now, remember, we talked about BPA before, how it's on cash register receipts, and they, they use it to line all the cans. It's just one more chemical they're using to kill us. Okay? Uh, this is out of Environmental Canada of August 27th. And um, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. i got about six pages left here. I'm going to go to part five so we can wrap this up and uh, get it all done in five parts. Okay, God bless. See you, see you on the other side.